Thank you all for tuning in to Politics, Religion, and Whiskey, the Josh Terry Podcast, brought to you by Raising Grace Studios. Today I've got a buddy with me, one of the guys that I really, really like that I said it does not belong in our circle because he's <laughs> 10 times nicer and a better person than any of us. Mr. Justin Dukes, originally from Vidalia, but now from Nashville. How you doing today, brother? Doing good, man. It's good to see you. Good to be down in Georgia. I'm glad you're back in Georgia. I know, man. I it's, hate all y'all being in Nashville. I it's know. So far away from me. I know, man. It's It's been a little while, but uh, I know as soon as I got back down here, I was going to stop by because the work you've done at this place, man, it's really, really, really blown up. Well, it's, we all going to blow up together. Yeah. I, I had this thing in my head to where me you lee tyler branch as soon as we get his ass back. yeah now, gotta get him back to georgia new york he's got to get the hell out of there uh <laughs> dustin yeah uh, dustin. jc all of them oh, i just yeah. got this idea in my head of all of us exploding together and uh i think i think i think this is our muscle shoals yeah man I'm hey gonna, i'm gonna I'm make it, it i'm gonna make it that way to where nobody can tell any of us not there you go man um That's and also before about. we get too much into this first off congratulations on the engagement thanks man Kelly. thanks man i appreciate it yes uh i got a tear in my eye <laughs> yeah when well, i saw y'all's engagement pictures i was just sitting there and i was like you know what i'm so happy for this cat <laughs> thanks man yeah i it was one of those deals where i had it planned to do it somewhere else and we had to rework it, and I woke up one Wednesday morning, and I said, you know what? I'm just going to do it today. That's probably the best kind, though. Yeah, When it you is. can't just hold back, yeah. and you got to go ahead and go with it. Yeah. Um, before we get started, drop your social media stuff and all that good thing. All yeah. All those good things to know where to find you. Uh, you can check me out on Facebook, um, Just the Dukes Music, and Instagram, uh, at Justin underscore Dukes underscore Music. Um twitter i don't really do a whole lot of twitter but you still follow oh, yeah, me on there twitter. and uh tiktok and all that good stuff i guess i'm trying to get on tiktok train so i am trying come on in I, there i'm having a hard time with it come aboard <laughs> i feel like i'm too cool for tiktok and yeah tiktok's the coolest thing when when my nine-year-old gracie does it yeah she's always tiktoking yeah and it's like how am i supposed to appeal to adults right when my daughter does this yeah yeah it's one of those things where you know i'm i'm 26 now but like even trying to learn the stuff on tiktok i'm like oh my god i have fell back on the trend that's what's gonna make all this suck is i'm gonna have to ask my daughter to show me how yeah. to tiktok yeah so that's 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 the good thing about you know having a daughter you could just be like all right now how did you do this yeah but it also makes you feel like okay i've became that older yeah i mean that old I'm man the old guy now you're the old guy it's yeah. like back having to show my dad how to use facebook yeah and my dad yeah. what is this yeah and now it's and now you're like how me. come you don't know that and yeah. then now it's look, like the roles are reversed and gracie's such an asshole she looks like, <laughs> she's like you're a moron oh like, you're, you're a moron pop <laughs> um so a while ago uh we did a velvet session with you yeah um it's one of my favorite things that we're doing they're gonna get better with time the progression from the first one we did with David McMahon to yours is is a lot, but it'll, they'll get better. But you played a song, because uh, I always listen to the demos and stuff. You yeah. Send me. The one that you played a while ago, the Daddy's Boots one? Yeah. How'd that one come about? Well, uh, actually, I was down here in Georgia and uh, supposed to have a writing session during the whole quarantine stuff, you know, that's happened the, uh, this past year. And so with me and my buddy JC and Jarrett got on a facetime call and we're uh, actually it was near father's day and uh i had this idea about you know doing a father song and jared comes out of nowhere and was like man i got this idea too called daddy's boots and literally in 45 minutes we wrote that song see i've got i've got an idea for a daddy song i've been writing in poetry yeah it's uh it's called my kind of drunk yeah but it's it, that's still, that's cool man yeah my i love kind of that drunk, yeah the where he was uh he was a drunk but he was always there for yeah, you yeah yeah my kind of yeah that's cool yeah i've got a couple yeah got, man couple. they can do something with that now the other one that uh i'm very proud of right now is uh it's talking about it's something uh picking up something you can't put down but it's talking about you walking into a bar mm -hmm. and picking this girl up yeah and never being able to put her down again oh yeah 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 I, man. I, I like i like stuff yeah, it's, it's all. And I need y'all to fine tune them a lot. When I say <laughs> fine tune them a lot, I'm just gonna give you the idea, and you give me some yeah. credit. When yeah, there you, you go. The shit yeah, that's that's the thing, man. That's what I love to do. I've, like I said, I've been doing music since I was well, playing shows since I was 15, but really 
started writing songs when I was about 14 and uh but that's what I love to do is write and uh if you you'd say let's go look at the the video during that song you'll hear a phone but uh I, I, I turned it off it was like at the very last minute it's so, okay yeah it's, it's we, life you know that's what happens Corey Spires dropped I think her whole instrument thing <laughs> and she's like you want me to start oh no keep rolling yeah no just forget it i mean it's yeah it's a live performance that's how it's supposed that's to right. be yeah but uh but yeah you'll see the guitar that i'm playing too normally i have my gibson with me but when i come down uh this week i i didn't have enough room to throw it in there plus i was like well i'm not playing any well, shows you didn't have a fiance now yeah good. yeah and a dog and everything else i think you'd rather have the dog than the fiance yeah but uh but anyway so the only guitar i had back home at my folks house was first guitar i learned how to play on that my great uncle gave me and uh so it was kind of cool to play that one. no I, I actually like it yeah so i kind of dig that a lot yeah. more uh something that a lot of folks might not know about you that i absolutely love is you used to be a big boy yeah so man. you started talking about a while ago that you know around 15 when you started playing you was kind of a bigger fella yeah at one point i was 320 pounds and now i fluctuate anywhere from you know 195 to 200 just you know give or take but uh but yeah basically i mean man in eighth grade i had high blood pressure i mean i it was it was to the point to where the doctor told me like if i didn't stop what i was doing by the time the age i am right now i'd already have a heart attack see same thing happened with me mm -hmm. i wasn't i was in very good shape until i graduated and then after that it slowly progressed to where i got to about 330. yeah and i've seen pictures of you mm -hmm. dude <laughs> congratulations yeah man appreciate it yes yeah, it's, it's one of those things where um and what i tell people all the time when they just feel like they can't do it it's you know it's all a mindset once you get to it or once you see the a little bit of progress it it drives you to to keep going and it's all about to me and this is totally different from everybody because everybody's weight loss and the way they do it is different and everybody's body is different but like with me i'd i'd lose the i cut out sugar first thing and that's what you got to do that's the first biggest thing, thing yeah with anybody hey i lost 60 pounds 65 pounds in probably three or four months of just cutting sugar yeah and then once that happens you your body reaches you reach a plateau to where like you kind of have to trick your body again and like cut back other things like some carbs or do this add more greens and then you know like i said over a period of time because it took me it took me a How good are you now 26 26 so it took me a good four four and a half years to really kind of get down to where i wanted to but I think with the progression over time and losing weight it sets you up to where you don't just you know gain it all back real fast well that's because you didn't just change for a little while and try to die yeah, it's you a permanently lifestyle. change your lifestyle of yeah eating. yeah uh how much better did you feel after that first month or two cutting those oh man out? i felt like a brand new man people don't and understand it those sugars kill you yeah and kill you and so i'm gonna tell you fast. what like sometimes like I don't hardly ever drink a regular soda, but like if they if that's all that's there and I have to like take two swigs, I'm just like I don't even want this. How thick does it feel? It man? feels it's, like pure cane syrup. Yeah. It's it, that's what it feels it like does. going down your throat, like damn cane syrup. Once you break that habit of those sugars in your soft yeah. drinks, every time you drink one, going I used to be probably just like you because we southern. Yeah, used to love sweet tea. Oh yeah. I mm -hmm. used to have to have so much sugar in my sweet tea for yeah. me to drink it, and now I it's rare. Maybe once every two or three months I'll yeah. have a glass of sweet tea somewhere, but if it's got too much sugar in it, oh yeah, I, it makes me and it really makes me feel sick afterwards. Yeah, from, and jittery and everything else. It's like I don't know, uh, but like my grandma, she she still makes it, but like man, she throw that sugar in there. What? Because that's what they was raised. Oh yeah, but. uh but yeah, I mean, no, no, don't get me wrong. Now, I love sweet tea, but it's just it's like once you once you change your lifestyle and 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 do all this to get ready for you know losing the weight, it's just hard to 
to go well, back. Your body, your body wasn't made to process that stuff anyway. Yeah. So after years and years and years, sugar literally has the same effect on your brain as cocaine does. Mm -hmm. It releases the dopamine or whatever. It's and it, it makes you happy. It's an addiction. Yeah. People that drink too much, uh, they often do they will instead of when they go through like phases where they don't want to drink as much or whatever mm -hmm. they're obsessed with chocolates and sugar oh yeah and everything yeah because it's all sugar their brain yeah. is telling them hey i want this dopamine effect mm -hmm. and uh I, that was one thing i had to do mm -hmm. i like to drink yeah. you don't like to drink so much this <laughs> this is why we say he's like the <laughs> sweetest of all of us oh Rick, now i'll have some beer i know i know you will yeah. i know you will but something i've always admired about you is some of our friends will get toasted while playing <laughs> and you yeah. are such a professional and your mom and daddy and whoever raised you <laughs> the right way to where when you play i don't know if i've ever seen you have a beer while you're playing yeah i might have one but that's that's a that's a far stretch but yeah i mean like i said i've been playing shows and live music since i was 15 and I mean, my dad used to take me, I don't know if you remember the OC Lounge in Baudet. I, I, um, I don't think I've ever been there. Well, it was right there at the Shoney's restaurant, that side bar where the hotel is. Mm -hmm. But anyway, my dad take me in there at 15 years old. I'd be playing Wednesday nights at the bar down there. And my dad just be like, man, just because you're in a bar, playing in a bar, you're here to do a job. And you're See, not here to i mean he said you're here to hang out mingle with people he said but still he said this is your job and you got to do it and um he's like just keep that in mind and uh, i mean people like my peers parents like they'll they'll come in and be like well dude do you know what you're doing you know um uh, taking your 15 year old son to the bar and this that and other he's like well he ain't there to party he's there he's there to play and work on his craft and everything else so see my dad would have done that yeah. my dad would have been like you're 15 you're <laughs> not going to get a chance to be 15 in a bar again yeah let's go drink some whiskey <laughs> and then the next thing you know i'm a young merle haggard on stage that... drake way too much <laughs> uh, we'll be on years huh? oh, but that's why i love your daddy though uh, your mama too yeah man they come from a special your brother's even cool oh yeah yeah he's he's over at georgia southern right now he's actually doing the whole uh, fraternity rush thing and tell him not to do that man he's doing it tell he's, him to stop that he's shit. doing it um and actually i think this is the last week for him to do it and then he'll be being there and be able to boss other people around so yeah but I hey I, I love my brother but we are totally night and day the first time i met your brother was on a very very late night coming to nashville yeah. we were already shit-faced walking and he, I didn't know who he was. Mm -hmm. And then I thought he was your older brother. Nah. <laughs> I remember, or no, maybe it wasn't I thought he was his older brother. I thought he was older than he was. Yeah. Because I think the next night you were playing at George Jones Rooftop Bar. Mm -hmm. that, that, and you played there a couple yeah, times? Yeah, I played there a few I times. I think that's what it is. And I don't remember if he could get in or not. No, nah, he couldn't get in. He was. That's Maybe that's what I'm thinking. He'll turn, I was super surprised. He'll he turn 21 in March next He's year. He's still not 21? No, no. He'll be 21 in March and I'll be 27 in march march what march 7th okay we'll mm -hmm. have to remember that we'll have to yeah. do a special dukes yeah heck yeah man uh what are some of the things that you got i know covid screwed everybody up yeah man this this has been a crazy crazy what has it been like living year. in nashville this whole time under covid well so pretty much this whole past year i start booking at the end of every year for the next year and Man, this year I had January all the way to the end of October slap full shows. And then, of course, around March, it all went away. And so, basically, I stayed up in Nashville for a few months, but then I came back home. Yeah. Because everything was shut down. I mean, you couldn't do anything. Nobody was having in-person rights. They restrictions on the bars now, don't they? Well, they do, but it's, it's more of like it's the capacity yeah. you know um they're only you know working maybe half to 75 percent full capacity but i mean nobody was doing in-person writes writing sessions anymore um everybody was doing it over the computer and people were kind of just staying staying in and i'm like well you know if i ain't got no shows and i ain't got this i gotta go home and try to find a way to make some money and Dude, i don't, I don't do this you. and do I that 
I wouldn't have stayed up there. Yeah. Uh, I know a couple of folks, probably like you do, that they ended up playing shows and got bashed all oh, yeah. over social media for it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know. Well, I saw Chris Jansen and um, Chase, Rice. Chase Rice. Yeah. yeah. They got they got bashed pretty hard, and you know I did a few. Uh, Didn't you do a drive-in? Show yeah, I did a drive-in them? show with Craig Campbell um, back in July. I like that little fellow. Yeah, and uh, we did two shows in Jessup and one in uh, Tiger, Georgia, North Georgia. But uh, but yeah, I mean they they were fun. But I mean, man, there's nothing like people in front of the stage and you know like that's like it be used weird. to. Yeah, that's it was got, it was very weird. it was very weird. Um, but i mean honestly i think after all this election stuff and next yeah. year rolls around it's going to disappear it's it's, it's going to biden wins today yeah well let's I, yeah well, let's, all you got to do is pray man because I, I he's going to shut everything down yeah and i'm telling you i'm 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 not extremely nervous but i there is a little bit of nervousness well, do you, you know? know what the 79 days of hell are not off not okay if trump wins today and he doesn't win by like a landslide mm -hmm. to where the mail-in ballots and all that stuff can't save the democrats or whatever well there's a plan in place and it's called the 79 days of hell and it is from tomorrow until um inauguration day mm -hmm. to where the democrats can protest and take it into the courts and do you know what happens if that if that ends up being the case the united nations will control our country for the 79 days wow we will be screwed for the next 79 days because there's going to be so many regulations and stuff because there's going to be there's going to be rights there's going to be protests and i'm not talking about like peaceful if trump if trump he has to win in a landslide yeah if he doesn't, then it's going to get drawn the hell out. We won't know for weeks. Yeah, I, I kind of already figured that, too, with everything that's going on. But, man, I tell you, you know, it's one of those things. You just got to you gotta pray about it, and good Lord's got it in his hands. And um, it's one of those things, man, you just you got to just keep plugging away. And hopefully it just all don't fall to pieces. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'm one of those that. I hate to say this, but I've always been this way, or I've grown to be this way. Over there, even if Biden wins, we have to support him. Yeah, he, I he, mean, that's the difference person. between like folks like us and Democrats already. Right. Is even if Biden wins, we have to support him because, as the head of household goes, usually the family goes, right? Yeah. Same thing with the president. You don't want to root for your president to fail. That's what has pissed me off so much the past four years. You got all these people that aren't smart enough to realize, hey, if Trump fails, you fail. Yeah. Like if our economy fails, your dumbass it's, fails. It all comes back to respect. There's no respect. No, hell no. I mean, there's no respect for the presidency anymore. And and when I say anymore, I'm just talking about the majority. Yeah. And uh, not people like us, but it's just one of those things, man. Like I mean. When Obama was in office, I mean, I respected Obama. He was our president. You have to. I didn't agree with some of the stuff he did, most of the stuff he did. I but like it's, him. well, I mean, it's just one of those things, though. It's, I mean, the presidency has to have respect. Yeah. So. And we'll, we'll see. Yeah, we'll, we'll see, we'll, man. We'll see. Uh, I mean, that's, just, that's the only answer to any of that is we'll see. What a good day to uh, bring in Election Day here at raising grace studio that's what we're doing tonight yeah. uh i've got to go i got another tattoo session today for about two hours in making yeah um from two to four but I, as soon as i get done i'm rushing back here buying a good bottle of whiskey to drink <laughs> on the way here because i got a feeling that i'm going to be uh, on pins and needles tonight yeah and, and like uh, you said earlier i just uh, in it's one of those things i'm i'm really not expecting to unless unless we win he literally has to win a landslide and i got a feeling you know you're going to see a lot of people show up today and well gonna... do, you, do you know the story behind why hillary was so far ahead of him in 16 and then all of a sudden he won hmm. all right so republicans have jobs yeah i know it's crazy yeah. right like yeah. to have a job and be able to vote 
But uh, so Hillary was ahead all day until five o'clock rolled around everywhere. Mm -hmm. That's when Republicans got off work. They went and stood in line. They voted. Trump from five o'clock that afternoon until it was over with. It was a. It was almost like ninety percent Trump votes. Yeah. And he he even though he didn't win by a landslide or anything over Hillary, and how he didn't is just mind blowing with her being her. But uh, yeah, it was. That's what's going to happen today. Yeah. I think a lot of people waited today to go vote, and. The polls say that Biden's up, but he's not as up as much as Hillary was over Trump four years ago. Right. That gives me hope. Yeah. But also, too, I'm a big conspiracy theory guy. Big into conspiracy theories. Man, don't don't fall in that rabbit hole. I, I am. I am. I'm not going to get on to it with you. But I really do think that the coronavirus and everything with the mail-in ballots or whatever, I think that there's going to be something behind that. To where the Democrats are going to try to pull something out of their ass. We'll I, just, see. I just watched this documentary. It's on Amazon Prime. It's called Three Five Thirty Seven Votes, and it's about the two thousand election with Bush. Um, it's about the two thousand election with Bush and how uh, all of a sudden some votes got messed up. Yeah, and it's sneaky. <laughs> I was a Bush supporter, and I'm still a Bush supporter. There's some sneaky shit went on in Florida yeah, after well. in the, the, those few weeks after the election. Yeah, and uh, I feel like that's what's going to happen. I don't know, man. I mean, it's I just I just know what I what I did and when I voted. So that's all I can that's all I can say for. Well, what uh, regardless if if Trump or Biden wins, what's some plans for Duke in 2021? Because they got to be better than. The 2020 plans that got ruined. Yeah, um, man. Honestly, I I've been especially this year. I've been writing a whole lot, and I'm trying to. You uh, think the quarantine helped with that? A little bit. I mean, don't get me wrong. I even before this, I was writing tons, and but really, truly writing stuff that this year, you know, that because most of the time I'd write by myself, and then you know, write with the people that I knew I wrote well with, and just kept the small circle. But I really wrote a lot of songs this year that I think for me, you know, goes good with me and my brand and my my artistry, you know. Instead of writing a whole catalog worth of stuff that could be for this person or See, that person. Of years person. of listening to you. Yeah. I think that you have this extremely sweet side of you that when you write like the the daddy's uh boot songs yeah. and then when she gets her wings, every one of our friends that comes in here and we end up talking about you because it always boils down to talking about you and Lee Tucker <laughs> Lee for some Tucker. reason always I always bring up that song when she got her wings yeah and that is that's just a I love that song and I feel like that's one of the ones that you put your heart into yeah like there's a there's another story behind this the song mm -hmm. and uh I feel like you know that's your that's your your lane right there yeah and when you put out a couple of those and get a good catalog of stuff like that. Yeah. You, you're not a party boy. Yeah. And so when you write a party song, it's like, this fool ain't partying. <laughs> <laughs> like, I know those lyrics came uh, from JC yeah. or Dustin Harris or somebody yeah. or whoever you're writing with at the time. But you, you, when you do those sensitive songs, you murder it. Yeah. I, well, you I appreciate do, it, man. You do. Like, I, that, that song was a true story. Um, is it yeah, really? She has, I, I don't, she has I don't her know wings. the story behind it. She has, yeah, I put it on my first EP and uh, cut it in Nashville. But yeah, that was, that was actually a true story. Before I even moved to Nashville, I was playing this wedding, and this older man come walking up to me and you know was telling me, you know, hey man, you did a great job. This that and other. And we started talking, and he was telling me about his wife and man, the way he talked about her, it was almost like he she was still living and he was still wearing the ring. And then the convert he finally told me that she passed away and um so i that conversation stuck with me and honestly i started writing the song in class when i was in college at uh, east georgia i just had the idea and then i went home that night and wound up finishing it and man i tell you when i opened up for vince gill a few years back he uh 
he actually sat on stage and watched my whole set. You never told me that story about the Vince Gill part. Yeah. You had somebody that was either managing you or helping you book or whatever yeah. that took me to Savannah one time. You yeah. were playing at Saddlebacks. Yeah. And she ended up, I can't remember who it was. I, yeah, she she was one of those promoting ladies yeah. that we I've worked with a few of them yeah. here she, and there. She got me a hotel room right here yeah. on yeah. on River Street and everything. She treated me like a big dog. Didn't make me pay for <laughs> anything. They just paid my bar tab and all yeah. that good stuff. Um, but uh, she told me that story. Yeah. Of Vince Gill sitting there watching you yeah. play that song and was like, Yeah, when I got done with my set, um, I go, went to walk back and he was like, Man, he said, That wing song, he said, That's something special right there. He said, You hold on to it. And uh, of course, I mean, beating Vince Gill that whole day and gotten to open up a show for him was like a highlight of my life. You, but you've opened up for uh, Luke Combs. Yeah, Luke, uh, Charlie Daniels, Justin Moore, Montgomery Gentry. Um, Shenandoah, my favorite country band of all time. Really, Shenandoah. Yeah. Um, even Joe Diffie. Um, I mean, honestly, it's not a the, curse to you to open up for somebody. You, yeah. Well, you nah. No <laughs> I mean, now that you think, now that you talk about it, the I mean, curse. Montgomery Gentry, Charlie Daniels, um, Joe, Diffie. Joe Diffie. I mean. Man, yeah, but, I don't know if I want you on my show. <laughs> no, man, I tell you, it, it, I've I've met a lot of people, um, but I tell you that the two that really impacted me the most was Vince Gill, and then Marty Raven from Shenandoah, because they they really took the time to sit and talk with me and um, kind of give me some inspiration and uh, kind of like some you know insight on what to do and what not to do, and uh, so it was it was I really got cool. I got to announce. Shenandoah yeah. uh, a couple months ago and got mm -hmm. to be around them for the first time or whatever. Yeah. Incredibly nice people. Oh, yeah, You man. would have never known they have wrote some of the biggest country songs yeah. ever Marty the way and, they treated me. Marty and Mike, Mike the drummer, I mean, like, they're just so down to earth and like, I was the kid in the, you know, back in the 90s that was blaring Two Dozen Roses and yeah, just, just all that stuff, man. I like, still... I still like Marty Raven has have has got one of my has to be like my favorite voice, one of my favorite voices of country music, and uh, yeah, uh, and even his bluegrass stuff too, because you know he ventured out and did gospel and bluegrass, and I mean, I don't know, he he was such a great guy, and man, meeting Charlie Daniels, I opened up for him when I was eighteen at the. Um, See, that's the show we were booking you for next year too. Yeah. Was we were gonna have Charlie Daniels, I think, in March. Yeah, and you were gonna open for him. Yeah, it was. He was. He was such a good guy, man. Eighteen years old, you couldn't tell me no. I got to go up there on his bus and hang out with him, and just man, you talk the, about like just good old country folks. Like that's why the good Lord blessed you with musical <laughs> talent and not me, because uh, um, I would have been hell being on the bus with Charlie Daniels. <laughs> You you would have been the complete opposite way. Yeah, it would have been. This would have made. I think it would have made. Me, <laughs> it would have made my head swell. Yeah. Uh, but I think I probably would have been humbled too at the same time. Yeah. But, uh, you you've cared, you've conducted yourself with all these people because one thing that I always hear, whether it is from us getting to talk to some of these artists or whatever, like whenever your name gets brought up, they remember you. Yeah. Like. Well, Whenever, uh, whenever we were around Shenandoah, yeah. um, for that event or whatever, because we're in Vidalia for the event, we get to talking or whatever. Yeah. And um, I was like, I got, I got a buddy that I wish was here right now, Justin Dukes, and he remembered you. Yeah, that's Mike, awesome. He, man. He, he, he and Mike, Mike, the drummer, even gave me my, gave me his number, and you know, it's been a few years, but I mean, even when I reached out to him, he always reached back out, you know. And um, but yeah, man, I mean, like. Especially, I've done a lot of shows here at the Onion Festival. Um, you did Randy Hauser. Like Randy Hauser, and then a couple years before that, did Big and Rich, and that was a crazy show. Like I that was. I can imagine what it was like with Big and that, Rich. That was like, we got up there, did our set for like forty-five minutes, and then they came on, and it was just like, I mean, it was it was party nonstop for two hours, like. They had spider, they got a Spider-Man outfit. They had Cowboy Troy. <laughs> I mean, they had it all, and it was. Literally... Well, they're inter they're entertainers because I think they've got a couple songs 
probably got three or four songs I really like. The rest yeah. of them are just good time songs, yeah. whatever. But they they did something that I think a lot of musicians fail to realize is sometimes you got to understand what kind of musician you are. I think they figured out they're the party crowd. Yeah. I think, and so that's what they're going to give their fans. Mm -hmm. We we've all seen these musicians that you know think they're one thing then they get on stage and the crowd doesn't respond to it yeah uh every time we've ever seen you play you know exactly what to do to your crowd yeah and that, and that, that takes that takes a certain a talent well, i think and here's the thing i'm not i'm not the kind to go up there and run and jump up on the the sound but you don't advertise yeah. that either right you know? yeah it's i mean i'm more about the the song and the deliverance of a song but um i mean there is times where you know i've jumped around i've done this done that but um i don't know man it's it's one of those things that it's people ask me like well do you ever get nervous this that and other i'm like well man i've been doing this i mean since i was 15. yeah i'm 26 now and it's one of those things where every show i mean even if it's acoustic show i love doing acoustic shows just they're my having favorite people uh, they're just sitting around talking to people and uh telling them about the song and playing the song but even with the big shows i mean you get up there you do your thing and you know the people's gonna know if it's real or not yep and it's you kind of just throw yourself out there and hopefully they'll gravitate toward i think a lot of people gravitate toward you though i i really do i think when they actually get to sit down and talk to you um there's a lot of artists i absolutely love lee tucker <laughs> but there's a lot of places that you know Lee probably can't go play because he's Lee, you know. Yeah, yeah, he. he you yeah. know, but I know what you mean. You are one of those that I know that I can send my family. Yeah. To watch you, uh, I know I can take my daughter. Yeah. I would take my daughter to see Lee Tucker, but I'm a special <laughs> <kind of parent. laughs> But not everybody's going to do that. Uh, hashtag Kathleen. Yeah. Um, oh, by the way, if you go and listen to Kathleen in the first like five seconds you hear this big old laugh that's me is it really yeah when he called me up he was like listen we need some uh crowd noise for kathleen you coming i'm like i'll be there yeah i think the right person hears that song yeah i think somebody buys a shot yeah you'll hear me but out there just that yeah. and during the crowd mix just i'm just laughing my tail off like it was just and, and it look, was fun too we had a, all, a bunch of our friends um dustin haired priscilla block all them i mean they were she's like, blown the hell up yeah man she has she Shit. has damn tiktok um, tiktok that's what i'm saying Get on the TikTok. I bet she. Thing. I bet. <laughs> I bet that did make every one of y'all want to get a TikTok. Yeah, I was like, circle. I mean, literally, I wrote with her like, I don't know, end of last year before all this stuff happened, and we got we've been writing with each other for about a couple of years now, but like, um, it's been a little while since we have. But I mean, like, I started seeing like TikTok this, TikTok that. Next thing I know, I'm like. That gun, Priscilla's got the number one song in the all genres. I'm like, Lord of mercy, how'd this happen? Yeah. And uh, but no, I'm I'm so happy for her. Um, and she's really, she's really took to you know that her demographic. She knows where the niche is. Yeah, and she's really took to her demographic. And um, I actually saw her mm, about a month ago. We we're over at a buddy of mine's um, house for a Georgia game, and she was there and. But yeah, man, she's she's uh, she's rocking and rolling. I'm proud. Yeah, I'm of doing her. my best to get her on because we've only met each other one time. Yeah, yeah, it was actually the show we did down here. Yeah, that's me the and only, her and Lee. That's and... the only time I've met her, and I think I stuck my foot in my mouth. Oh, that that oh. night. Uh, I don't think I did it in the battle. I think I hit on her. Yeah, well, it was Josh as soon as, Terry. Me. It's as soon as I heard her voice. Yeah. I'm sitting there with, matter of fact, I'm sitting there with your dad. Yeah, yeah. I remember it now. Yeah. I'm sitting there with your dad, and then all of a sudden, she, because I'd never heard her. I just had heard you compliment her, Lee compliment her, everybody. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, she starts belting up there, and I'm like, well, I know what I'm doing later. I am hitting on her, and I think, I don't think I went overboard with it, but I think I probably flirted, and she was there for a show, and I, that's one thing with female artists. Uh, I love female country music. I love female artists in general, but they gotta get tired of that shit. They gotta oh, get tired yeah. everywhere they go. 
some asshole hitting <laughs> on them and not treating them just like a musician. Yeah. So I think like I kind of put, I don't know whether I did because we missed it before when I worked in radio because I wanted to have her on the show over there too. Yeah. Um, and like now I, I've sent her a message and she sent me something back about yeah I'd like to do it sometime. But then it's like I don't like badgering people. Yeah. It's either you either want to do it or you don't. Yeah. And it's, no, it's, yeah. I, I'm not one that's fixing a big. Yeah, I'm the same way too when it comes to like writing and stuff yeah. like that. It's just, it is what it is, you know? Yeah. Well, one thing that I really want to do with all y'all is I want to like schedule it a couple months out so everybody's good to go. But I want to get you and JC and, and Dustin and Lee and Chucky P. I want y'all to meet this new guy that uh, is like 21 years old that did the first podcast with me, David McMahon, mm -hmm. Corey Spires, Chris Taylor. Uh, Heathcliff, anybody that's done like these velvet sessions, yeah, to come in here, all of us just kind of lock the doors, yeah, pass the bottle around, and write some stuff because there's so many talented people that have oh, come yeah. from this area that y'all working together, I think, can make something really, really special. And when we get that recording studio back there. I, I just I want to be able to do a lot of stuff here. Yeah, and I man. Wanna, and I want to do it with the people that I actually believe in. Like right. Yeah, I, I'm all about it, man. Like you've you've had a vision since day one for this thing, and even back in the old BB days, I oh, mean, yeah. you you uh you you've really you know found your your niche and and a way to market yourself and your brand and. I mean, people gravitate towards it, man. It's, it's well, it's. I think what it is is that I think there's so many people that get tired of hearing somebody just kiss people's ass yep. and say, "Oh, this is good," because everybody else says it's good. Right. When I when I Chucky e. P was in here on Sunday and we did a podcast, and I told him, I said, "I feel like everybody needs that friend if you're a musician that tells you this doesn't work for you. Yeah. That it's time to put it up." Mm -hmm. stop trying to be a performer you're a songwriter right okay i've had those conversations with other people mm -hmm. i have not had them with y'all because i think that y'all got it i think there's something about y'all yeah the ones that i'm close with the ones that i try to center myself around with because i think if you blow up i blow up right if it's a Lee chain Tucker reaction blows up we all blow up because i think it's if we all are working together there's so many people that they just want the whole pie to themselves. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's an endless amount of opportunity now because yeah. of the way streaming is, the way that you, with Priscilla. Yeah. Priscilla didn't have a, a record deal and became number one mm -hmm. on her own. Yeah. And that is cool as hell. I mean, that that's really oh, something yeah. special. And I think the same thing can happen with all of us is the right ideas bouncing off of each other. Um, I don't know if Lee Tucker's ever made you watch it, but he made me watch this documentary. It's uh, it's called Tales from the Tour Bus. Oh yeah, man, I've I saw I've oh, seen all shit. of them. Well, one thing that it just completely blew my mind about it is when you're watching it, they all knew each other. Mm -hmm. They all worked together. They yeah. were all they were all friends and family. Mm -hmm. And that got in my head and I was like, you know what? That's why that those group of individuals will be all time greats. Oh yeah. Because they didn't compete against each other. No. If if there was a song that Willie wrote and it was one that he knew that he wasn't gonna do anything with because mm -hmm. it wasn't in his wheelhouse. Right. Gave it to Wayland. Yeah. Yeah, that's they they were all working together and um and it and it, it helped too that they were all friends and but I, I I totally agree with you 100%. You know, that's like, my, I have two different sides of me. I got a songwriter, songwriter side and I got an artist side. And, I mean, I've had people cut my songs that, you know, I knew I wasn't going to do anything with Yeah, what, JC's done a couple yeah, of Yeah, JC's lead, done uh, a few so other artists up in Nashville. Yeah. and. Oh, well, I think um, I've never got to hang out with him. I think he's super talented. Oh, JC? Yeah. I oh, think, yeah, man. I think he's super yeah. talented and, and never got the chance to I know uh, if y'all ain't heard JC Anderson, um, his last name's spelled with a S E N, not O N. But check him out. Check he's him out. Very talented guy. Literally one of the coolest guys. I mean, he's he's like my brother. I mean, he's like my older brother when it comes to everything. And plus, he's going through some hard times right now with his voice. Is he? Yeah, he, he had uh, some polyps show up on his vocal mm. cords and. 
they had to go in there and do them but we're praying for a, a speedy recovery but uh if you go get a chance go look him up and you hear his voice one time he's, you, he's he, that joker can sing i mean literally See, i would say the best one of the best unsigned singers in Nashville, he's Tennessee. one of the reasons why i hate nashville yeah Be, because him folks like y'all that are extremely talented yeah aren't treated the way that uh, a cane brown is yeah. treated um, way that a Dan and Shay yeah. is treated. These artists that are flashing the pans that aren't that musically talented. Yeah. And they just don't fit the image. Mm-hmm. Well, Cody Jinks had a, a quote a couple years ago. I'm big into Cody Jinks. He's yeah. on stage and something that pissed him off. I don't know what it pissed him off. <laughs> but he just says, fuck Nashville. I'm going to yeah. build my own. Yeah. And that kind of resonated with me. I was like, Nashville's just a, f- a place. Yeah. Macon used to be a hub for music. Oh, yeah. It's yeah, like, and they, they've reopened Capricorn. Yeah, there. they have. I'm actually, actually going, to, I'm going to beat down their door soon. Yeah, because um, actually my drummer and my guitar player still live in Georgia, and they're actually part of the whole house studio musicians up there. And uh, my drummer actually helps run um, – the sound engineers and all yeah, that stuff. You got to get like, me hooked up with them yeah. because one thing I want to do is I want. I feel like I got an ear mm-hmm. for good, like, and I want to be able to do this. You know how Texas country is called red dirt country. Yeah, it has its own thing. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't see why red clay ain't country ain't a thing. Yeah, I don't see why we can't have our own brand of country music here. Mm-hmm. The real country music just yeah. like texas country is yeah georgia and texas ain't that much different there's mm-hmm. a little bit more rock in their stuff yeah. but here it's more that old school country yeah. you are old school country living in 2020 <laughs> and it ain't fair yeah because if you were it singing back in the 70s and 80s yeah you're rich <laughs> you're, you're you are rich by now and it's not fair because nashville has this idea yeah and you know what the hell with that idea like i want i want to be part of breaking the mold there's always when you watch these documentaries and it's just because i i see it for all of us but there's always in these documentaries that i watch on music it was always somebody that was like you know what we're gonna do it a different way yeah we're gonna do it this way mm-hmm. even elvis elvis was rejected at first yeah. because he was he didn't fit into a box yeah i mean they they threw him out the back door of the Ryman. Yeah. I mean, Bill Monroe asked him to come be on a show, and they didn't like the way he shook and did everything. So they they booed him off stage and they threw him out the back door. And then he's the king of rock. Yeah. I mean, he, he's the king of me. Yeah. He could sing anything from gospel. Country. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just I like individuals like you that are I call it undercover talented. Mm-hmm. People just don't know how talented you are. Yeah. People don't know how talented JC is mm-hmm. and Dustin and Lee and they're finna find out about Priscilla. Yeah. But there's a, there's a long list of folks that I have encountered and got to know and it's like these guys have got something special. All they yeah. need is something or somebody to kick them square in the ass mm-hmm. and say, look, we, we don't have to do it like everybody else. Yeah, Let's do it our own way and if we can get somebody like a Capricorn yeah. or, or somebody behind us mm-hmm. and we can promote the artist, we can book the venues, we can all work as a family together. Yeah. I don't see why it wouldn't get to be something serious. I don't either. I mean, I mean it, it, you got to have the you got to have the songs and you got to have the talent, but once you once you have that and you know, you have a team around you. I mean, this this, gonna... this is this is my idea and I told Chucky the other day is as soon as we get to where we can all actually record together. Mm-hmm. If I say we record together, y'all record because I can't sing my way out of a paper <laughs> bag. But I want to do like an EP and it not be an individual EP, but like all of us working together, like maybe a 10 track EP or whatever. Yeah. And then we push it out there as the Raising Grace EP. Yeah. With all of y'all underneath it, maybe y'all do, doing some duets on some of the songs, yeah. co-writing everything together man yeah that'd be you, cool man. you know how cool that would mm-hmm. be yeah it, it, and you know you get everybody's 
you know, fan base. That's the, and then that's the big thing you, is cross merge them together. That's you what I want to do. Um, and I think I think that that would be something extremely fit, uh, special. Because I mean, you even look back um, as far as like I can't remember what the the thing was called with Johnny Cash and Elvis and all. Yeah, that. the Highway Man. Well, no, that uh, was uh, that was. Johnny oh, you Cash. talking about the Million Dollar Quartet? Well, whatever it was, it was Johnny Cash, Cole per or Carl Perkins, and it was Jerry where they Lewis. all went on tour together. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah. like the Chitlin Circuit, yeah. and everything with the old Motown and blues right. and stuff. But there was one that's, uh, I, I really can't remember. But it was Elvis, it was uh, Jerry Lee Lewis, it was Johnny Cash. Yeah, it was all right when they first got started. Yeah, and they all went out on tour together. Right, but you got you got to think too, like Sun Records. That's that's what Sun it was. Phillips. It was all under yeah. Sun. So he like, signed all them guys. So it's like in my head, if I've got all these guys that are unsigned, and we put together an EP like that, yeah, and I can send that EP to venues, and like, look, this is what we're bringing. Yeah, we're bringing a whole roster of ten folks together at a time. You know, we could book so many. Oh yeah, dates, mm -hmm. and they would it would do good, but it would have to be where there'd have to be no egos involved. Everybody had to check yeah. their shit at the door. And that's why, like, I picked the people that have came in so far because I'm like, this is it. Like mm -hmm. this, these, this is why all of us. I'm I'm big into signs and stuff or whatever. Yeah. And all of us met each other for a reason. And oh it yeah. It wasn't just because I got drunk and met Nate Kenyon one time, and then that turned into meeting Lee Tucker. <laughs> yeah. It, it was where like these people were supposed to. We were supposed to come together at some point in time. Right. Um. Because a bunch of us don't even fit in. Like, I don't fit in. Me and Lee's the only two out of everybody that actually could be real-life twins. Yeah. Not just from our appearance, but the way we act. Um, but I, I just feel like everybody, us working together on this project moving forward, it does nothing but help everybody. Oh, Wor yeah. Worst case scenario, you get some more music out there and you get some more fans. That's right. What's yeah. the bad part of that? No, ain't nothing wrong with that at all. I mean, all of us having to be cramped in an RV. Yeah. A couple of weekends. <laughs> a couple of weekends uh, a year might suck. But uh, what? So coming up next year, do you have anything that's on the book shed or whatever that you know is going to be a big deal for you? Or you got an EP that you plan on putting out anything next year? Well, my one of my main objectives next year is to get back in the studio. Um, because like I said, I've been up in Nashville for five years and I've written a catalog worth of stuff that I feel like really fits me. And that's what I would like to do and, and get it out there. But um, but as far as shows right now, I'm I'm kind of booking as I go right yeah. this minute. Um, and kind of seeing how, you know, the end of this year is going to play out to that way we can move forward for next year. And, uh, Do you know about the show that we've got booked already for Crazy Bull in January? I don't think so. Because uh, I'm going to try to get you and Chucky to open it. It's uh, it's called the Rewind Tour. Mm -hmm. um, it's Mark Wheels, Brian White, and oh, Wade yeah. Hayes. Yeah. Uh, so we got them for a Friday night at Crazy Bull. I think it's January the 15th. Mm -hmm. And I want to get like two good acoustic openers for yeah. it to go back and forth like a writer's round type. Yeah. Thing. And uh, I was actually, that's one reason I wanted you to come. Yeah. I could talk to you about it because I'll probably, probably get to. you to, to open up for them. Yeah. And then just one of the things we're going to do with a bunch of these artists going forward because of the podcast and the studio is I want to get, like, it's in their contracts that we're going to get them in here to do a show mm -hmm. for the cross branding purposes. I want Mark well, Mark Wheels fans to be Josh yeah. Terry fans, right? Exactly. Wade Hayes and Brian White, mm -hmm. like all of them. Yeah, but I met Mark. Mark's Mark's a good old Georgia guy too. Is man. He? He's a good guy. Good. I, I can't I can't wait to have him yeah. in here. But all of us getting together and then having y'all like if you already know him, that's cool. But in here, you know, if I'm like, hey man, this dude right here's got a killer song. Yeah. You know, this ain't just somebody saying that. You, know, you gotta yeah. check this out. Like that's how I feel like you know, that moment with you and Vince Gill happens again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it, it's just where there's an opportunity for growth for everybody. Oh yeah, and I, I just want to see that happen for y'all. Man, that's that's. I mean, you you can't go wrong when you have people in your corner. And uh, I know I met you through Lee Tucker. I Sorry, I, <laughs> but 
But I'm tell you what, I love that dude to death, and oh, I, I love do. you, man. And I, I tell you, we've been, we've, we've hit it off since the first night we met. And I mean, it's, it's one of those things where you got people in your corner, man. It just makes you want to strive to do better and and keep, keep going. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and one of the things is, I was, I've read a lot about this lately. Me and Chucky talked about it, but there's a lot of people that pay their dues for like 10 plus years mm -hmm. and Chris Stapleton get, didn't get any acknowledgement. He's 40 something years old now. Yeah. And nobody really knew who he was until in his mid thirties. Yeah. Uh, and I don't want it to take that long for all yeah. of us. Yeah. But you know, there's still a lot of room for all of us to improve. And in my mind, it's like, hell, let's just improve together. Yeah. You know, let, let's build that trust amongst each other to where when Justin Dukes blows up or whoever blows up, yeah, you know, we're promoting it. Yeah. You know, we're all working together. It's not where, you know, there's so many people in music that'll just rob you blind. Oh, believe me. I know. I've well, come across a few of them. Yeah. So it's like, man, if, if we all build trust in one another, we help one another, you, there's a whole lot of, I think, you know, weight comes off your shoulders. Yeah, it's definitely. Like, you know what? These guys got my back. I admire the fact that, like, your family and you are the ones that handle the majority of your stuff. Yeah. Because you, your dad and your mom ain't going to let you get screwed. No. I'm not going to let you get screwed. I, I'll, I'll fight somebody if yeah. you get screwed. <laughs> yeah. I, I refuse to. And um, I think that's what this is going to turn into. I wanted it just to be a podcast and a, end up being an XM station. Yeah. And it will. Uh, i got faith in that. Mm -hmm. But what better way for you know, the music and stuff that gets played than to have yeah. my boys on it that's right that's what it's all about right? yeah i mean it's that's i'm all about the family aspect of this and you being such a like I, i've every time i introduce you to anybody i'm like this guy's not gonna seem like he should be involved with us at all <laughs> you're our kenny chesney oh like man. You, you're, you're our kenny chesney <laughs> and uh but in order for there to be somebody like you there's got to be the ones like us that are rough. right you know you know but that's that because that's that's just it's a good balance man yeah it's a good balance and yang. yeah and uh man i'm just i'm excited to see what the future holds for you for us and uh, yeah man me too before we get off here though i want you to drop your uh your social media yeah. and stuff again and um yeah just tell them where they can find duxie and if you got you know anything that's fixing the that you need them to go download yeah. ask them to any ones that you want them to go check out now yeah tell them yeah well uh Check me out on Facebook, Justin Dukes Music, uh, Instagram, Justin underscore Dukes underscore Music, um, TikTok Train. I think it's just Justin Dukes, so uh, go check that out. Also, Spotify and iTunes, um, anywhere you get digital music, I got stuff out. Um, and honestly, keep up with me on on Facebook, all social medias, and I'll be posting where I'm playing. And hopefully, I'll see y'all at the show and. May, May 2021 be a whole lot better than 2020. It can't get much worse, bro. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you for coming in today. Man, I appreciate you, brother. Love you, man. Sure, you, man. We'll, we'll be sure to promote you any way that we can, help you out. Yeah, you man. You grow, we grow. And uh, thank all of y'all for tuning in and listening to Politics, Religion, and Whiskey, the Josh Terry Podcast. And one more time, congratulations on the engagement. Thanks, man. I love you, brother. Love you too. Stay safe up in Nashville. Yes, sir. And uh, we'll be seeing you and talking to all y'all real soon.